Okay, Boker Tovar in the Gemara Moed Kut and Yud Zayinam at Beis. We were discussing yesterday about uh, the, uh, what was it about, the Mitzora. Uh, and he can he uh, get a haircut on Cholamoid? Uh, we discussed that issue. And uh, then we discuss about Ovel, who finishes. And now we got in, now we discuss Kohen. I know what's the story with the Bryce that talks about a Kohen. Uh, the Bryce allows him to cut his hair on Cholamoy. So, hi, Kohen Hechidim. Remember, the Bryce, our Mishnah said a few people who could, did not discuss Mitzorah, does not discuss Kohen, who could get a haircut on Cholamoy. The Bryce says a Kohen can get a haircut on Cholamoy. So, first you have to understand what's the case. Why does the Bryce say he can? And why did the Mishnah argue with so he said he can't? That's the same thing we did yesterday with the Mitzorah. Today we're going to do with the Kohen. So what's the possible case where the Kohen could get a haircut on Chol Hamoy? That's the work. What? That's to his work. Yes, yes, well, the question is, so, so what do we know about the... Let's re- recap. The a Kohen, uh, really a regular Kohen, should take a haircut before Chol Hamoy, before Yantif. So what's the heter to allow him to take an acholamoid? Must be a situation where he's not able to take the haircut before acholamoid. When is a Kohen, now we're not talking about a Kohen who's a mourner, because there'll be a law of a mourner. So it has to be a unique halach of a Kohen that for some reason the Kohen could not take a haircut before Yontif, so now we'll let him take a haircut acholamoid. So where could it be possible that a Kohen could not, because he's a Kohen, he could not take a haircut before Yantif. Well, what do we know? We know Kohanim have these tw- twice a year, a one-week shift to work in the Beis Hamikdash. We already said when he starts, his, and it goes from Shabbos to Shabbos. That's his one-week shift. Now, he is supposed to take a haircut before that Shabbos when he starts his shift. Also, we know he's not allowed to take a haircut during the week. Yeah. when he's working because we're afraid he won't take a haircut before the shift. But remember, it's a long shift. It's from Shabbos to Shabbos. So since it's a long shift, he's allowed to take a haircut towards the end of his shift, like on Thursday or Friday, because it's a whole yeah, week. It's a whole week. Shift, shift. But not in the beginning. No. Not on Sunday, not on Monday, not on Tuesday, not on Wednesday. Ready? From Thursday on, it's getting closer to Shabbos. Right. He's allowed to take the haircut. Yeah, this is just a regular shift. This is just a regular shift. Okay, so now it's possible. Here's how you could have the Yontif coming in where he couldn't take a haircut. Let's say Yontif is on on his shift week, and it's on Wednesday. Right. Okay, he could not take a haircut until those few days. And now, then he'll come into Cholamoid. So now he's saying, maybe that's the case. Yeah. Maybe that's because he couldn't take a haircut. Yeah. So, if you want to say, If you say that the Shabbos on which his Mishmor ends is Erev Yontif, okay, so that means... He had a shift from Shabbos to Shabbos, and Yontiv is Sunday. Okay, so now 
He should have taken a haircut before the Yantav, meaning on Friday. On Friday. Why? He ought to have cut his hair on Friday because, first of all, he has to do it for Shabbos anyway. Okay? That even during the week of his Mishmar, on Tuesday, the Kohen may cut his hair on Thursday or Friday in honor of the Shabbos. So don't tell me he couldn't take a haircut before Yantav because he was on his shift because on his shift... He's supposed to take a haircut anyway. Now, if Cholamoid is, if you have any time late, Monday, for example, well, then he's ready, his shift ended on Shabbos. He could for sure take one on Sunday. So, where do we have a case that the Yantif, he wasn't able to take a haircut before Yantif? Well, we're going to have to say that the Yantif came on a different day of the week, right? So, if Yantif came out on Monday, Monday yeah. let's say Monday, for sure he could have taken a haircut on Sunday. Yeah. His shift ended. If Yantiv comes out on Sunday, he could have taken a haircut on Friday. Right. If Yantiv comes out on Shabbos, he could have taken a haircut on Friday. Yeah. So now when, what are we going to get? We'll have to move it up a little bit into the week while he's in the middle of his shift. Yeah. He's on shift from Shabbos to Shabbos. Yeah. So let's put Yantiv somewhere over here where he can't take a haircut over here. That's what we're going to say next. Lo, Tzricha, no, we're speaking. Tisholim Mishmarto Beregel, where his uh, week of work ended going right into the Yantiv. For example, the festival began on Thursday. He started on Shabbos. He can't take a haircut Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And now you have the Yantiv over there since the eve of the festival fell on the Wednesday of his Mishmore, when he's certainly not allowed to get a haircut, he may cut it on Chol Hamoy. Okay, that's... This Mishmore... It's a one week, Saturday to Saturday. It's always Saturday to Saturday. So it doesn't matter what. 52 weeks of the year, Saturday to Saturday. That's the main thing. So now, but we can't control what happens when there is uh, Yontif. Yontif is whenever Yontif is. Now, but we're still not there yet. Why? Because, okay, so that would seem to be fine. But remember, our Mish, this Abraisa said, a Kohen can get a haircut on Cholomoyed when he wasn't able to. Our Mishnah, when it listed those who are allowed to get a haircut on Cholomoyed, did not list a Kohen. Yeah. I would say our Mishnah says, Kohen can never get a haircut on uh, Cholomoyed because of in this. So now, how do you understand it? We seem to give a good reason. He couldn't take a haircut until Cholom, uh, the Yontav came out in his mission. The haircut makes sense. You get a haircut on Yontav, on Cholomoy. So why does our mission not include that as a possibility? Why does our mission disagree? And so Coin cannot get a haircut on Cholomoy, even though the Yontav came in the middle of his Mishmor. So now we're going to say this depends on another Machlokas, because there's one other interesting point over here. Now, what does happen on Yontav? What do I mean to say? What, what about, so we have one, so let's say you got a Mishmor from Shabbos to Shabbos, and now you've got Sukkot is on a Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that happens whenever there's a Yantif? The answer, yes. All the Kohanim, all 24 Mishmoros are allowed to and should come and work together in the base of Migdash for that week of Yantif. 
Including the one that was everybody. You got the one. Yeah. Got the one who's got the watch. Yeah. Plus there's, there's 23 else. more fat watches. Yeah, yeah, okay. They all come. Uh, first of all, it's going to be a busy time because lots of Jews are coming. They're obliged to come on Yontif. Yeah. So it's everybody. One family cannot handle this. So now what happens is you got everybody comes in. And we will see that uh, because of that, they are like almost like the regular shift workers. Almost. In other words, you've got 24 shifts. Everyone gets a week. Okay. Three times a year, we'll have a Yontif. Pesach takes a week. Shavuos is one day. Okay. And you have Sukkot a week. All Jews are obliged to come for each of those three independent holidays. So the Kohanim also should be coming. All right. So now the question is, so what, what do all these Kohanim do? Well, of course, they do the regular avoda. Not every avoda. Why? For example, the Korban Tamid, which is brought every day, you don't have to divide it up with all 24 groups. The main group who's there does what they're supposed to do. In other words, the stuff that's not dependent on all the extra korbanos, the main watch does. But everything else, and there's a lot of korbanos, and also even the showbreads, uh, which usually are just divided up between the one group who leaves and the one group who comes in, everybody gets some of that too. So now the question is, okay, so these kohanim who are coming in on this shift, what is their status? Over here, we're just not like, concerned about their haircuts. We're concerned only about the. I the understand. One I understand, but their shift is ending, and they're right. If let's say Yontif is on, well, we'll, we'll play out the case. But their shift is ending, and it's going into a Yontif. What's their status once their shift is over? That's going to be interesting. Okay, when their shift is over, let's say Yontif starts on Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. The one I have the Mishmar we're concerned with. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just say, so the Mishmar starts on Shabbos. They go till Thursday. Too bad, you can't take a haircut. So now what happens? Shabbos ends, their Mishmar ends, but still there's another three days of Yontif. So now they move from being the Mishmar to be included with the 23 groups that are now on call. So now the question is, is and this is like more of a festival uh, understanding for them, so is this gonna be a time where they can't take a haircut because they're now part of this larger group or not? And this is going to be a machlokas, as he's going to say. Our Mishnah, that does not allow a Kohen to ever get a haircut on Cholomoid, even though he couldn't get a haircut and it was mamish in the middle of the week. And he should at least get to do it on Cholomoid. But Tana Didon Savar, but Tana Var Mishnah, which said, you don't give him an allowance, he holds, Kivan Ditznan, we learn a Mishnah in Sukkah that says the following. Bishlosha Prakim Bashana, three times a year. How you call Hamishmar Shavas? All the twenty-four Mishmars were equal in many areas, not every area, but many areas, such as Be'emure Harigalim, the Emurim of the festivals, the Koranos, 
ubechiluk lechem upon it, and the division of the showbreads. So now, all twenty-four mishmaros on a yontif were equally permitted in the sacrificial service, and they would receive the portion of the kohen's offerings. There's the part kohen gets to eat. These are shlamim, shalmei chagiga, the olas reia. There's certain things the kohenim get to have. Usually, the term emurim refers to the portions that are burnt on the altar. Gemara and Suk explains why we're saying it doesn't. It's the Kohanic gifts. Fine. So every coin is on call. Every coin is doing some work. Every coin gets to eat some meat. Now, the 12 showbreads got divided up. Usually, group one, group two, split it up. One coming in, one coming out. All right? Misha tells us, that on a festival Shabbos, it gets divided up between 24 Bishmars, which is a lot less of a piece yes. for everybody. Okay, but anyway, so now, so now, so that's a fact, everybody agrees to this. Now the question is, what's the coin's status when he's in the Mishmar, and especially the coin who left his Mishmar? His Mishmar's done, but still Yontif, I'm Cholomoy. So he now descends a bit, not to have full primary koanship, but he has like everybody else koanship. So what happens to his status? So we say, since this coin is just going right from his mishmor into yontev cholamoyed, it's kemandolo sholim mishmarto beregel dummy. It's like his mishmor doesn't end on the festival, but continues until the end of the festival. Since the coin continues to serve, and there's not much of a real change, because not every coin brought the Corbin Tumid on the week that they were on. Oh, only a couple would do that. But there's still the regular Corbanos, the regular Shlomim, the regular work, and the Kohanim get regular food. So since they continue to get a portion from the Corbanos on the Yontif and Cholomite, so it's as if his Mishmar continues. And therefore, the prohibition of cutting your hair remains in force until after the festival. That's what the author of the Mishnah holds. Once you were in the Mishmar, and there was no opportunity to get a haircut during your week of the Mishmar, because Yontif came in in the middle of the week. So guess what? You go straight through, and you can't. That's why our Mishnah didn't say this out, possibly. But Tana Bra, but the Tana of the Brisa that said a coin could get a haircut. He owns Af al Gav the Shaykh Bahanach Mishmaros, even though he's associated to the work that the other Mishmaros are doing, still Mishmarte, but his specific Mishmar, Miu Shlimale, it's ended. And now that it's ended, he's permitted to cut his hair. Even though it's still in the middle of Kolamoy. Right, so the question is is it considered his Mishmar continues or not? That's the Machlokas. And that's why the Bryce says he could take a haircut because it's like his mishmar is over, while the Kohat, while the uh, Mishnah <coughs> says no, his mishmar is not over. His mishmar is not over. He cannot get a haircut. Fine. Next. Finish that topic. Resolution on this. Or we uh, it's a machlokas. It's a machlokas. Sure. So for a regular guy. A regular guy. Regular guy. Regular job. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah. You go to the hall, pull a regal, no haircut. Correct. Because he did, he could have it, and he didn't do it. So now you have a coin who knows that um, 
his week is coming up. Mishmar. Mishmar. Mishmar, yeah. It's coming up. And he forgets to get a haircut. We don't let him get a haircut during his Mishmar because we treat him the same way as we treat the regular guy before Yemen. So why would we treat him any different if he's Mishmar is a week before the Yantav, and now we let him get a haircut during Well, Why wouldn't he get a haircut before he's... Yeah, it's the same thing. Well, 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 which one are you asking? Um, the, okay. the Mishnah, the Bryce, the one that says who can or can't get a haircut. The one that says he can get one. Why, why, why didn't he get the haircut before? Because he he did. But he couldn't get it during his Mishmar. No, no, the coin, before his Mishmar. Before the coin did Mishmar. this. The coin did this. On Friday, before his Mishmar got a haircut. Okay, now a whole week is going by. Yeah. Now, really, if there was no yontif, there was no yontif, he could take a haircut again on Thursday. Right. We'll cover Shabbos. He normally, normally, right. he could do that. We allow. Yeah. Problem is, yontif came on Thursday. Yontif came on Thursday. Okay. He couldn't take a haircut for yontif. He had a haircut. I, guess I understand, but he's a lot. Well, yeah, listen, yeah, why yeah. is he allowed to take a haircut? Even if he took a haircut on Arab Shabbos, as he's supposed to, he again could take a haircut on Thursday or Friday, even for his Mishmar. He can. There's obviously something to groom still. So they're supposed to take a haircut every week? Is that the idea here? That they must take a haircut every week? Couldn't they wait uh, two weeks, three weeks? Want to look a little better. You know, even after a week, it grows. Yeah. Here, yeah, the hair. No, even over here, the hair grows over your ears. I trim my my beard myself once a week. By the time it's Friday already, you know, it's it's coming coming over my ears. But I don't don't want to. I want to look nice for Shabbos. I want to look nice for Shabbos. So after a week, you get a lot of hair growth. So strictly to look presentable, they have to. Well, do. but it's listen. If a guy doesn't care how he looks, he doesn't take a haircut. Period. But the point is, he's allowed to take it. You know, after a week, that's what Lakavit Shabbos. Same idea. There's an idea. Okay, not everybody is so particular. Really, you should cut your nails every year of Shabbos. Yes. Yeah. Every year of Shabbos. Yes, yes. Now let's be honest. After a week, are your nails that large? Uh, after a week. Two weeks. Not after a week. It's just a little bit, a little bit. You know, and it's not that much to cut. But you want to be well groomed. So you're out. So, so Lakovich Sh- Shabbos, you're supposed to get a, a cut your nails every week. Okay, that's what you really should do. Okay, people are busy. They don't. But Lakovich Shabbos, you want to make sure it looks nice. Okay, so the same thing. Yeah, although haircuts is not as bad I guess but you see a guy could want to get a haircut every week you know Preston gets a haircut every day every day sure not a cut he has a blood drop President gets the barber because in one day you know a little here a little there oh that's the beard maybe no even the hair every day President gets a it doesn't take a long time it's like five minutes whatever ten minutes but there's always something that grows anyway so that's the point now, we start at a brysa that now tells us an interesting correlation. We referenced this brysa long ago, but this is the real source over here. Tana Rabbanu, Rabbi Sotna Brysa. Kol elu sha'amru mutarim legaleach b'moed. All the people that we gave the special exemption to get a haircut on Kol Let's say the guy came out of jail, right? 
Guy was fair, right? So he can, even though it's Cholmoyd, he couldn't get a chance. He's allowed to do that. Mutarim legaleach bimei evlon. He's allowed to get a haircut during his mourning. Let's say he was led out of jail during Shiva. He's been in jail for a year. In jail for a year. The year ends, and how do you like that? Four days before he gets out of jail, his father dies. Okay, so he's sitting Shiva in the jail. Still can't get a haircut, right? He hasn't had a haircut for a year. He looks like a werewolf. Okay, now he comes home. Shiva. Well, he's allowed to get a haircut. Why? Whoever could get a haircut, an exemption for Cholamoid, gets the exemption for mourning as well. That's what Bryson number one says. However, Bryson number two disagrees with this. But Tanya, but we learn another Brisa, exact same thing, and says, no, Asurim, even if you're allowed to get a haircut for Cholamoid, for an exemption, that same exemption will not happen, will allow for a mourning. Okay? We're going to be strict. So the question is, how do we resolve this? Like, obviously these are Tanayic sources. So, What's what's with that? What is the source of the machlokas? What's the uh, logic? Amar Rav Chisda, Amar Rav Shila, Rav Chisda is Rav Shila. Kitanya hachamutarim. When the Brisa taught here that they're allowed to get a haircut during mourning, it's speaking about a unique case. Unless he wants to say it's not a machlokas per se, it's a different scenario. And what's the, why are we allowed to do it? Because bishetakvuhu avelov. It's where he had two consecutive mourning periods. Meaning, while he was still in mourning for one relative, another died. Since as a result, his mourning is of an unusually long duration. It can be up to two weeks. And since he did not have an opportunity to cut his hair before the first mourning period began, the rabbis were leaning allowed him to cut his hair during the second mourning period. So in other words... The Mishnah, that's the Brisa that says whatever, whatever's allowed for Cholamoid is allowed for mourning. It means mourning of a double mourning period. The guy got out of jail during the first mourning period, which he could not get a haircut, but then the second one continued. So that's already a long time. The, the other Brisa who says he can't because it's only one mourning period. In other words, he's saying that's what Gore wants to answer. So there's not a machlokes. It's two different scenarios. The Bryson that says even though you could get a haircut exemption for Cholamoid, you don't get an exemption for mourning. It's a regular one-week mourning. The Bryson gives you the exemption for that when you had two mornings. That's what Gore would like to answer. It's the potential answer, which Gore now summarily knocks off. Why? Because, you know what? If a guy has double mourning... Forget about anything. Forget about exemptions. Anybody, a regular guy, never in jail, nothing. If you have two mornings in a row, you already have an exemption. It has nothing to do with being in jail. If a person mourns one after the other, he gets exemptions because any restrictions are going to be too um, demanding on him. As the Gomorrah now says, If you want to tell me, that that case where they have the exemptions is where he has one morning over another. 
My Shomer. Why does he speak of people who had special exemptions? They couldn't get a haircut beforehand. What are you talking about? A of the whole world, anybody, any Jew, Nami, is allowed to get some kind of uh, uh, exemptions for the two weeks. The Tanya, for we learned in Nebraisa, talk If a person has two successive mourning periods, and what's going to obviously happen over two weeks by then? If his hair becomes burdensome, it's really difficult. Mekol Batar, he can lighten it with a razor. He's not, he's not, it's the beard, it's the beard, not the skin. Not a shave, a haircut. You can use a razor. Oh, why not scissors? Good question. We'll get to that in a second. What else can he do? Remember, a mourner can't wash his clothes. But at the second week, he can wash his tunic in water. Okay, right now, more than the same thing starts about the razor and the water. We thought it meant, because you usually cut your hair with a razor, you wash your things with water. We'll see in a minute, it's not so simple. But anyway, that's a lot. You know, it's interesting, I, I never ever had this in all years, except during COVID, when Debbie Singer lost her parents one after the other. Like Mamish was like, if I'm not mistaken, it was like Mamish by the seventh day, or the sixth day, whatever, the second parent died, and he, she couldn't go to either funeral for either one of them. It was like wild. And uh, and she got certain special exemptions because of that, for all that. So now this is going to be, so that's the question. So the question is, what are you telling me that the Bryson that says it's allowed is because it was back to back, and now we give you the special exemption cases can now do it because it's back to back. What do you mean? Back to back, you always can do it, regardless of anything. Then we'll say, yeah, but listen carefully. When a regular person, a razor and water. Now, is a razor the optimal way to cut your hair? No. No. Scissors. Wash your clothing with water? Is that the optimal way? How about bleach, soap? Whatever. Ah, so we see that for a regular back to back, we don't get the full leniency. You get a moderate leniency. So but now Rav Chista explains when the Brysa says back to back you can use a razor bitar, yes with a razor but for but not with scissors b'mayim, wash your clothes with water which are neser and ohel are uh, the soaps so to speak. So the first brisa that teaches Rav Chista's distinction applies when there were two in a row, and now you could use scissors even, or soap even. So that's going to be the difference, and the Mishnah says you can. So the first the first brisa teaches Rav Chista's distinction applies to a case where several morning periods occurred in succession, but where in addition he didn't have an opportunity to cut his hair because he was in jail. Now he could do the full haircut when there's two in succession. He need two things. He couldn't get a haircut before, and it's two in a row. Now he can do the full nine yards. Haircut with scissors, everything. Okay, but, but uh, on the other hand, by cutting his hair with a razor rather than with scissors, by washing with clothing without detergent, he deviates from the normal manner of carrying out these activities. So this is what comes out. The conclusion of Gemara is three points. 
Someone who had no opportunity to cut his hair and wash his clothes before he began to be in mourning is nonetheless forbidden to cut his hair or to wash his clothing while in mourning week one, as the price has said. As the price said, you cannot. If such a person had no opportunity to cut his hair before he began the mourning, then experienced several mourning periods in succession, now he can cut his hair with scissors and may wash his clothing with detergent once the first mourning period has ended. If, however, he was able to cut his hair and wash his clothing before he began to be in mourning, but he didn't expect the mourning, and he then experienced two in a row, that he can cut his hair with a razor but not with scissors. He can wash his clothing with water but without detergent. So that's the three different levels. So one Bryce is in one case, one Bryce is the other case, and the, the regular case is there. So if you don't have two weeks in a row and you come back and it's morning period, no leniencies. Just one, just you got out of jail and now you're in mourning, zero leniencies. Finished. And that's what one Bryce has said. Now, if you're a regular guy, you weren't a mourner or anything, and now you have two in a row, then you can go a less effective way. And if you couldn't get a haircut before and you have two in a row, that's when you can do the complete haircutting. And that answers any steers that we have. Just one, one little point, just one more line. Amr um, Chisa, we're talking about haircuts. Now they threw in washing clothes. Wait a minute. So Amr um, Chisa, we see another insight from this price. It's also Marisat teach us, Avel Asur says, a mourner is not allowed to wash his clothes in a, any an ordinary way. An ordinary mourner cannot. We already learned it from a Pusik on Tesvav of an olive, but, and he may not even wash it in cold water, okay, unless you had many periods of mourning, one in a row. Now, most Rishonim maintain this prohibition applies only during Shiva, but not during Shloshim. There's a whole discussion over there. Okay. That is what I was going to ask. That if it is one week after the other, morning, but a person who is morning doesn't have a haircut for 30 days, so how can he do it in the second week? Just says if, his, if it's getting in the way, it's giving him pain. If it's giving you pain, you can cut a little bit, not a regular haircut. Even, even a month. Yes, if if you if it's if same thing we do during a sphera, if you if yeah, you're right. if you're growing and it's coming over your lips yeah. and it's very hard for you to eat, then you're allowed just to trim that part. You can't get a regular haircut, but you can trim that part. Okay. Yeah. 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 Questions. Ask, what? What if a person, let's say, in a sphera, the last day or on Tishabah, the parent dies? So there, there are certain there are certain leniencies. Certainly, not everything, but certain leniencies would apply for that. Okay, good place to stop. Yes.